high. Going down. Going um, down, down. I, by the way, you posted on Facebook uh, just uh, just the the so, the single lyric from Unchained. Uh, Blue eyed murderer in a size five dress. In a size five dress. And I have not been able to get that song out of my head since I saw that post. Wow. It's just like it's just sir. Oh, that was a solid DLR. Do you do do you go in with it or do you go out with it? I do. I go in with it. Yeah. If I'm not drinking. <laughs> like, okay. How does it affect it? We used to do Ice Cream Man. Nice. And and it was like sort of a signature cover where I'd slam a beer and do the whole song. Yeah. And um, so after a few shots now. of Jaeger, I can I can do the outward one. Mm-hmm. Very nice. More normally in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Got and it. that was like a little trick I learned from. I don't remember who that singer was. I was like, oh my god, that's how you do it. <laughs> it was sad. Like, because was... I'm not naturally a tenor. Either. I'm not yeah. naturally a high voice singer. I, mm-hmm. I can get my scales kind of up there, mm-hmm. but like I was like, "Well, how the fuck does he have like two notes happening?" Mm-hmm. And that's how it was. Uh, inward singing by Tenacious D. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Inward Singing by and you know Tenacious singing, D. And I'm always fucking singing. And it's you a know tribute. I've been singing, and I'm always fucking singing. And I'm always fucking singing. Yes, I'm, I'm always fucking, fucking singing. singing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love the D. I do. And I mean Tenacious D, but I also, never mind. Yes. He loves the D. D-E-G. <clears throat> um, no, that's not right. <laughs> that wasn't right. <laughs> that was, that was, I've, I'll see myself out. Welcome to Two Shots and a Royalty Check, brought to you by Venmo, your money, your move, and liquid death, murder your thirst. Let's get back into it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. That's funny. Do that in class with somebody. You go D F A sharp. Oh, and I like yeah. anyone in the class would be like, I don't think those were the right notes at all. Actually, just just like pick notes and just sing intervals. Yeah, <laughs> it's like have you ever seen the movie Along Came Polly, where Philip Seymour Hoffman is playing basketball and he's a terrible basketball player, and he just goes. Nothing but net, and he's just and he's just missing every single fucking note. Like every single every single shot he's taking, he's missing, and it is the funniest thing ever. He's he's like just making all these positive like, and that's gonna three points and just fucking off in the distance. It's gone. It's amazing. I, I used to play basketball with a guy who every single shot he took, he would be like for the win. <laughs> and it was like, dude, we're playing the twenty five, and it was like the third shot I for love the win. It. I love there that. Is. There is. It's like NBA Swish. jam shit, you just know. Just donk. <laughs> that's amazing. For the win. That's a new yeah. that's going to be my new catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I love that dude. He was great. Uh, I don't wonder where he is. I think he moved uh, to New York. Good for him. I do love him. I've got a I've got a planned a planned trip out to visit. We've got some friends out there as soon as they open that pub of theirs. I'm going to go yes. I'm going to go pay them a visit and I really kind of I love New York in the winter. I really do. Yeah, I just, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's fine in the summer. It's, you know, fucking tourists everywhere. But something, there's something magic about that city in the wintertime when it's cold and it's not slathered in tourists. And I mean, like, yeah, you stand outside of the bar with your pack of Marlboros. Yeah. I love it in the fall and I know why. Yeah. It's because of when Harry met Sally. Oh, that's gorgeous. I love and, that movie. And like and so if I you know, and I've been there 
in the fall in Central Park mm-hmm. with uh, the leaves yeah. and like Harry Connick Jr. in my ears. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, this is yeah. it. Yeah. Where is Meg Ryan? Um, well, apparently Meg Black Ryan is back. Look at her books. She's got a new movie coming out with uh, David Duchovny that. as the uh, love interest. And I tell you what, David Duchovny could be my love interest any day of the week. He I did is. not know that Duchovny was in that. Yes. Um, he. Uh, I found out that he's a musician, too. That he has. He's a musician. He's an author. He's like. The movie's called What Happens Later. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, everybody, everybody playing age appropriate, it would appear, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I see. Like a May, December thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. They, uh, th- th- or I believe December, 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 thing. December thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, which maybe one's a, the... <laughs> maybe a late October, late October thing. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably more accurate. Probably but yeah, close Duchovny's a, is, I mean, he's a writer. He's got a book, books out. He's got, he's a, uh, a fucking singer, songwriter. Um, wow. I think he's, I think he's right. He's an author. I tell, I just want to make sure I'm not mixing him up with his character Hank Moody from yeah, Californication. Maybe not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is entirely possible. Which is one of I know my he favorite shows. Piano ever. in a movie. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing some interview with him where they shot it, and it was during COVID, and so he was in a room all alone playing. Oh piano. wow. Um, but you know, a lot of people play piano, so I don't um, know if that makes him a musician. I can't tell. I mean, it does. It does. Don't get me wrong. It does. He is, appears to have... Re- I can't tell if this is... This appears to be that David Duchovny. Um, he's written three books, it would appear. God damn it. I th- appears. Yeah. I just, I'm just going to make sure... I'm going to look at this. I want to look at the... I want to look at the jacket... The short skirt and the long jacket to make sure that it's not a guy with a different... This, the same name. Yeah, he's got a new book, Reservoir, came out in 2022. Yeah. The Reservoir. The Reservoir. Or The Reservoir, if you prefer. Yeah. He's a fucking David author, David Duchovny has published four novels. Holy cow! Holy cow, I love everybody. It. A modern-day dairy tale. <laughs> this is like, um, <laughs> then you've got to slide the baseball stat. That's just slightly outside on the inside. Again, with the ribs today. You know, it's one of my favorite things. That Harry Carey, he'd be like, TV telling us, so she divorced him after he shot her in the foot. Blue said, that's outside on the nine. <laughs> just like slide it in there. I'll hey, tell you what, <laughs> he couldn't hit a home run in a telephone booth. <laughs> no way to swing a bat. Um, uh, oh, I get it. The, my favorite one was the thing where the thing where there, the cameraman kept showing like a couple and it's like, you know, a lazy game in the middle of the summer and the Cubs and all that. Yeah. And he kept going to them back and forth, back and forth. Then he finally came back to him. Oh, I get it. He's kissing her on the strikes. And she's kissing him on the balls. Two and three coming up here. Two on, two out. <laughs> oh, Harry Carey, rest in peace. What Fucking brilliant, brilliant, Bucky brilliant, brilliant. Fucking Dent is another book he wrote. I yeah, um, that's actually a movie I bet I too. I know what that's apparently. about. Uh, you do. Hi everybody, Bucky Dent. Uh, isn't he the guy that missed the the uh, the ground ball in New York Yankees or something like that? Uh, okay. Uh, he was a player. He's a baseball player. That's part of it. That. Uh, yeah. uh, it's uh, uh, it's it, it became a movie. They made a movie of it. Um, oh. and, see, and I believe that Duchovny is uh, in it and directed it. Um, 
Wow. And okay. it uh, follows Ted, who moves in with his father, Marty, when he develops a fatal illness. Bad sentence, because I don't know if Ted or Marty got the fatal illness. To keep him happy, Ted enlists Marty's grief counselor, Mariana, and friends to fake a Red Sox winning streak. Oh, wow. Pamela Adlon is line. in that as well. Fuck yeah. It's, uh... That could use some trimming on that log line. <laughs> I just was like, I don't like this sentence because I don't know who's dying. <laughs> so yet once again, you're you're in a room with two writers. We have opinions on how you write things. If I'm confused, yeah. you've written it wrong. <laughs> Although I yeah, had a conversation yeah. with somebody recently about making up words. Like as long as like uh, I can't remember what the word was. It was um, flatulism or something like that. It's like oh, the art uh, of farting. The art of farting. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "That's not a word." I said, "I don't care if I know what you mean. Then it then it counts." How? Where do you stand on this? Well, let me tell you where I stand on words <laughs> being made up. You yes. ready? All words are made up. They're all made up. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, they're all made up. And I think that, like, first of all, I think I've mentioned on this show before, if you love English language, if you mm -hmm. love language at yes. all, go get English and the Mother Tongue. Ooh. The Mother Tongue. It is one of the best books I've ever read oh. about anything having to do with language. And it basically traces how we get to English from so many other languages in the world. Um, and how we get to Americanized English, like sort of nouveau English, I believe mm. is how they put it. So from the oldie English, um, which, by the way, in college, I had to take a class that was old English. Mm -hmm. So it was like basically Chaucer, <laughs> like most of it was oh, yeah. Chaucer. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing reading an English book and like, I have no fucking idea what that paragraph just said. That yeah. I, read. I know three of those words. But a few of them I wasn't sure about. I did um, the same thing. I did a Middle English class as well. We did Beowulf and Chaucer and all that kind of great shit and read it in yeah. Middle English. And it is it, it is in, it is a lot. It's yeah. a whole other language. As, especially like with the S's and the F's because of the printing press stuff. Mm -hmm. And like when yeah. you're reading it, you know. Yeah. Um, but like the, one of the points that that book makes, which is, I think, instructive for everything here. Mm-hmm. Not everything in the world, but everything in this conversation mm -hmm. is that words become usable the more used they are. And mm -hmm. so they become more accepted in society the more that they're used. So yeah. like language actually moves forward only with usage, yeah. not by a dictionary, mm -hmm. not by yeah. a professor, not by a writer, but like even with a writer... Mm -hmm. The reason why a lot of Shakespeare words ended up becoming or, or phrases or idioms mm -hmm. became used is because people were sort of reciting them back and forth, you know, yeah. as sort of like, oh, I just saw this play yeah. and isn't this a fun little thing? And then they would use it to be cool, mm -hmm. they like, you know, turn a phrase themselves. Yeah. And so the more that people use it, the more that it becomes ingrained in a colloquialism yeah. and then it becomes in cultural yeah. usage. And so I just love that the fact that I just love the fact that words become accepted yeah. because enough people use them. Yeah. It's like it's the most democratic thing there is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, for, so if, for those if, of you getting grumpy at the word bay being in the English dictionary as yeah. regards to your sweet thing, your boo, your lover. Carry on. Although, although <laughs> there's, a, there's a flip side to this. Okay. So it used to be that 
common usage, I think, is what, the, what like, oh. strunk and white basically just defines it as. <laughs> oh, okay. here we get into my, like, writers. Are you using yeah, Chicago boy. or are you using AP style guide? Which mm-hmm. one? Um, but basically, common usage used to be between um, correspondence mm-hmm. and then um, and then you know communication so mm-hmm. between people on the street between people in cafes and that sort of thing so yeah. not things that were recited okay so not like something that would be written in a play or something you saw in like a general thing that's that's different but common usage um, basically had to do with talking to each other and okay. then also correspondence talking to each other so letter mm-hmm. writing that sort of thing um, there would also be a, you could actually put in a little bit of like editorializing. So like something in a newspaper that wasn't written mm-hmm. as an article, but like an editorial that would also be that. And so um, what their, their point of view was that the, the idea of common usage, mm-hmm. m- like reaching into the culture had no economic barrier. Mm. So someone in deep South Mississippi who wasn't necessarily as learned as somebody from northern Boston, um, they Says could you. still use these words <laughs> and and make those words, or, or a whole different set of words, but in their colloquial usage, mm-hmm. it would become, you know, it would become an accepted usage, an accepted mm. word. However, these Uh-oh. new words that get added into the dictionary have to do a lot with social media. Mm. And so social social media is used as a barometer of common usage, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. It actually mm. is a very small part of society. Yeah. Like if you take all of social media, all of the users, daily users, all the rest of it, at the end of it all, it's a very small percentage of society at whole. You take mm-hmm. out the kids, right? You take yeah. out the elderly. You take out like a whole bunch of people who are like sort of professionals or paraprofessionals that aren't yeah. really involved in social media they yeah. may you know they may peak dabble at instagram yeah. or something like that but they're not creating memes and posts and things like that create creator economy shit and so there is an argument that mm-hmm. i've heard from an english professor that is this common usage what would you call it i guess the the hurdle of common usage um isn't being met because social media is sort of exacerbating that because <laughs> Because, huh. you know, black Twitter uses Bay, and then other people jump on it, and they're like, oh, my Bay, and then that becomes a meme, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this is just sort of common usage. Yeah. But it isn't. It's really common usage for, like, internet people. Did you really have to slap the one example that I gave down like that? Just, like, no, like just, I mean, I was reaching for the questions. rim. <laughs> I was reaching for the rim for the win, and there it is. <laughs> for the win! <laughs> By the way, there's this guy, Andrewski, on TikTok. I love this guy. Yeah. And this is a great example of this, by the way. So mm-hmm. he goes, he goes, you know, Tuesday was, uh, you know, Giving Tuesday, where you give yeah. to your favorite charity. And, I posted and all my, the thing. ones I gave to. Yeah. And so a bunch of people are wishing, you know, saying that to him and all that. And he's like, my mm-hmm. ass, because I'm so, you know, perennially on the Internet, mm-hmm. was thinking, oh, it's Giving Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. that's you're really giving Tuesday, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Tuesday yeah. is is that. And so I was yeah. like, holy shit! I didn't even think of it. I didn't that even way, think of that either. Way. I was like, oh my god, you're right though. Like when you hear it that way, yeah. Like, if oh. you're like, oh, you're 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 giving you know you're giving Tuesday vibes, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but that's a great example 
of yeah. something that is like so if you're on the internet a lot, you know what the hell I mean by that. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you'd be like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's I wonder if it's the same way everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's different, you know, demographics and everything in like Europe yeah. and Africa and different places. Yeah. But I mean, I know a lot of meme culture goes passes through a bunch of different countries and regions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like okay, so every time like we we go on this, I I just kind of let you go because you're 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 constantly you know like ankle I'm waist neck deep and all this shit, and I feel like people who listen to this are just like are just like ball deep. They're just like listen to it and they're like, oh, Stu's just like taking fucking classes on shit from Michael, and we're just happened we just happen to be flies on the wall and listen to him getting a schooling. (laughs) No, I read all my notes from Stu. Stu actually (laughs) sends me the notes before we do this. Tell them about English in the mother tongue. Mm, yeah, mm, it's mm. not me. Yeah, that's it's true. not me. I'm making it all. Up. I am. I am the. I am the the great and powerful Oz. I am to pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> but you know the reason why I maybe know all this useless information. You write is because you all the fucking time. I'm I'm writing and reading and I'm. And I you're have, a I'm fan a of that shit. It. Yeah, you're yeah, a fan I'm, of it. Uh, I but, am. I don't, I mean, like, that's a, that's a, like, I love, uh, one of my favorite things in the world. I consume media. Yeah. And it's, it's a a thing you love to do, right? You enjoy it most of the time, right? Do I? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. This is a great, great point here. Like, I was having this conversation with a friend of, a mutual friend of ours. Like, would you be, like, so, you know, that whole, would you take a million dollars to go live in this cabin, but you have no internet or TV? Hmm. And it depends on the time. Yeah. It'd be like, yes, of course yes. I would. Yeah. <clears throat> but I can't say honestly that I would feel comfortable being disconnected from culture. Yeah. Good or mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that's like, you know, <clears throat> it's just me and my books. Oh, I could totally do that. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I think that honestly, if I'm honest with myself, mm-hmm. I mean, I could do it. I absolutely yeah. could. But we've all stayed in I those vacations. Right. I would probably go and write books. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Finally. <laughs> we've all been in those vacation, vacation like, you know, condos or cabins or whatever. You go up to at least Colorado kids. I'm sure, you know, anywhere where there's like a mountain town where you're like, we're going to go rent a cabin for the weekend. You know, the beginning of every fucking horror movie ever. There is uh, <laughs> there's like, a, you know, like there's no Internet. There's no TV. There's probably an old tube TV with a with a vhs attached to it and seven movies and all of them are air force one and there's uh there's like you get know off like of my plane get off my plane um and then there's you know there's some you know like louis lamore uh you know uh wow. westerns and uh, wow. on the bookshelf there's probably a couple dozen harlequin romance up there and maybe an ian fleming book if you're lucky and then there's the gaming cabinet which has uh every uh you know <laughs> major risk. you know gay has risk <laughs> and 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 all of them are missing two to seven pieces yes so you know there's like we've no all been there and the monopoly you know, yeah there's a yeah, park place you're <laughs> fucked um you know like there's just you we've all been on that vacation where you have to go somewhere and you have to figure out how to amuse yourself and yeah you're like you're like god like why do i feel so after a while you get acclimated to it and you're just like okay this is just this is what i do just like anything you know but yeah, there's something to be said for being disconnected from, you know, 
culture is one thing, but also, you know, being dis- being that disconnected from uh, medicine <laughs> and, you know, yeah. any type of, you know, care. Uh, and, you know, part of our social dynamic these days is whether you like it or not is, is, on, is on the interwebs. So, right. Know. No, um, I, and I could do it. Yeah, and of course. I'm, I'm, I think I would, I mean, I would definitely get along and I'd be just fine with it. I, For how long? But I do, I like media. Mm-hmm. Like, I love new movies. Like, oh, I yeah. constantly get in arguments about rewatching. I know you're a rewatcher. It depends. You're I'm not a rewatcher. It just requires some time and you're it depends re-watcher. on what I'm going through with that. If I'm going, if there's some struggle in my life, Absolutely, I am rewatching because it's comfortable and it's easy and it's it lowers my anxiety because I know how the fuck it's going to end, right? But I just rewatched yeah. a couple of movies the other day that I hadn't watched in ten years and I forgot half of them because I have uh, you know terrible memory retention. But for the most part, I if I'm sitting down, say I'm like meeting up with a lady for the first time and we're you know having our first home date. Um, I want, I want to, I want, all right, man, come on now, come on now. Um, That was my best Travis Kelsey. (laughs) What is it, man? All right, now. All right, now. Um, It's, uh, I I want to watch something neither one of us have seen, because the experience of enjoying something like that, I, you know, at some point when you're in a relationship, you're like, let me show you my favorite movie of all time, and it's animated, and then they leave you. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Can't believe it's Bambi. It's well, you know what? I want to feel all the feelings in one 76 minutes sitting. I actually don't know how long Bambi is, so let's take a look here. My favorite Disney movie is the one where they shoot the elephant. Is it Dumbo? <laughs> no, they don't shoot the elephant. Are you kidding me? That's what a horrible uh, movie. Let's see. Did you know they made a they made a sequel to Bambi straight to DVD in 2006? You're welcome. Is it uh, called? It's an no, hour and nine mind. minutes. It's 69 minutes. Hello. Hey. Uh, but there's a Bambi 2 electric boogaloo came out in 2006. Nice. <laughs> uh, nice. Anyways. So, but yeah, it's, I, I find all that fascinating. The hard years. The- <laughs> <laughs> Bambi grew up without a uh, mom and hit the pole. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, shit, I hope I didn't ruin the movie for everyone. <laughs> it happens within the first 20 minutes, doesn't it? I can't remember. It's been so long. It's been so long. Sometimes I like to stop the movie before, like, it's like before it hits, I'm like, yep, those deer are having a great life. Night, everyone. By the way, if you are interested yeah. in, in that life and going the animator into life? the wilderness and getting away from every damn mm, thing no. and, like, making a go of it on your own. And... And by the way, if you're interested in just watching that, mm-hmm. and, and by the if you smoke pot, <laughs> okay, so there's, <laughs> if you're a human, no, okay, yeah, if, if seriously, you're a find this on PBS. You oh. can go ahead and 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 Google this. It's called Alone in the Wilderness with Dick Pronecki. It's P R O E N N E K. His name is my favorite name ever. <laughs> okay, dude retired at fifty. Oh, I love him so much. In 1967. Oh, yeah. And decided to go to Twin Lakes. I believe it's in Alaska. And he built his own cabin and everything, but he shot a whole movie about it. He ended up living there for 30 years. Mm. But, like, you watch him. him. Yeah. Dude, he makes this spoon, this wooden spoon. I was enthralled. 
enthralled, I tell mm-hmm. you. But like yeah. this guy, and by the way, 1967, a 50 year old 1967 yeah. totally looks like your grandpa. Like he yeah. looks 80 years old. Yeah. You're like, this dude should not be alone up there without health care. Like, you know, and there's like a <laughs> there's like a seaplane that comes in every month or something. But he's like fucking around with the animals. He's got like a fridge in the ground. Anyway, oh it is God, amazing to this. watch. Mm-hmm. And more so, it's also amazing to watch because you watch it and you're like, yeah, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> like, yeah. like I could, I could make a go of it. I could, but I mean, dude just goes up, builds his own cabin yeah, and then builds all the things in it. Oh, wow. And then builds a life around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. It's called yeah. alone in the wilderness. It's, a, it's an, and the other thing is that it's really well shot. Like he wow. puts cameras in certain place and for 1967 it's and he amazing. shot it himself, right? He, sh- he was all alone. Yeah. <sighs> alone in the wilderness, alone in the wilderness. He finished the cabin the next summer. And, and I mean, we're talking about like, you know, snowstorms where like he has to use snowshoes just to get down to the lake. Crazy shit. But anyway, yeah. it um, came out in 2004. It's 57 minutes. You can watch it in one sitting. It's so good. Dick Pernacki. Seriously, go see it. Like there's a get, book about it, too. It, find it and hang out with it for a minute. If you just turn it on, I, I'm telling you, this is one of those things that when you, you're like, what the hell is this? And then once you're just sitting in it for a little bit, you're like, mm-hmm. How is he going to do this? And like, what's he? And then there's a voiceover. He has a voiceover uh, on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it was finished by his son or something years later. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of amazing to watch. Um, so here's what's, here's what's amazing about this is that I was talking to somebody who had, who had seen this mm-hmm. and they're like, wow, do you think like he just got rid of all media and got rid of all that and just living the life? And I was like, okay, but he also shot a fucking movie. Yeah. He did. <laughs> like yeah. he did media. He was a content creator yeah. alone in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> now, when he, he movie... wouldn't he wouldn't see the fruits of it. Yeah. Probably for a long time. But when but in 19 so it's it's shot in 19 it was shot in 1968. It looks like the the it was shot the thing over did, a few years like 60 years. Over years, yeah. Like that, it's yeah. uh um and it's yeah. in gorgeous color. Yeah. And it's but it that that doesn't look like that was actually released until 2004. Somebody had, must have found the footage. Yeah, I think it was and his son. put it together. Wow, or his grandson or something like that. But of course, I caught it on <laughs> on PBS. But I I spread this gospel all the time to people who want to go live in the wilderness. Yeah, you know the thing is, growing up in Colorado, this is always the thing. Yeah, like okay, at some point you're going to get a cabin and check out and go off the grid. <laughs> and, you know, that's just always been the thing. And like growing up here, I knew people that build houses out of old, you know, beer bottles and tires and, shit, and yeah. concrete yeah. and whatever mm-hmm. was around. And like, oh, my God, this is this is your house. Yeah. Yeah. This is my yeah. house. And, yeah. you know, and so but I also knew that I was like, yeah, that ain't for me. Like, yeah. I'm fine with doing that. But like, yeah. I think forever. No. Yeah. No, yeah, I love yeah. new shit. I and I think since my brain thing, the other thing that changed about me. I mean, I I rewatch things every now and then, mm-hmm. but since my brain thing and a lot of things that happened in my life over those two years, mm-hmm. losing a lot of people who were mm-hmm. very close to me, mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm not about looking back. I'm just always yeah. about the newest thing I want. I didn't. I didn't want to miss out. Like when I was in the hospital, I, yeah. I would always think about like, oh, this thing is coming out mm-hmm. like in a month or two. Yeah. And I, I, I should not have been able to see it. 
Yeah. And so when I got out and I could see it, mm-hmm. it was, oh, it was um, the night I got out of the hospital, of the mm-hmm. NICU, of NICU, mm-hmm. um, it was the Orville. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got into the Orville, and I was like, yeah. I've wanted to see this. I knew it was coming and blah, blah, yeah. blah. yeah. So it's just one of those things where I'm just Aww. like, I want yeah. the newest, latest thing. I want mm-hmm. to see the newest, latest thing. Yeah, which I totally understand that. I totally Partially get that, too. Partially as a storyteller, too. I want to yeah. see how people are doing it. And I'd like to point out that I don't... If I'm, if I'm like energized and I'm in the mood to do something, I'm seeking new experiences and new adventures. It's when I'm winding down at night and I'm getting ready to relax... I will watch something that I already is very little investment for me because I've no, already seen absolutely. it. Absolutely, yes. And me I will read that. a book and go to and go to bed. It, but during the day, or you know, if I'm on like again, if I'm on a date, or if I'm on you know out with friends or something like that, we're I'm looking for something to do. Or an that, evening of an evening, yeah. if, an evening of things, if you will. Um, you know, yeah. I'm looking to find have a new experience. This is not the the rewatch is never a thing that's done to uh, like if I have the opportunity if I have the option and I'm like oh I would really like to do something different or like to watch something I've already watched I want to go do something different. It's those yeah. moments where I'm like I just want to shut down and not think because you and I spend a lot of time thinking about shit throughout the day. <laughs> if I do true. a ten hour studio session, my brain does not want to uh worry about whether Dick Pernecki is gonna build his cabin or not. <laughs> oh, oh man. And so boy good. does he ever I'm I'm with you though. Like I do the same thing at night. I, I you know for I'll go on long stretches of I will watch the Ricky Gervais podcast oh, um from yes. back in the day and mm-hmm. listen and you know when I say watch it's on. Yeah, and I'm trying yeah. to fall asleep or comedy like yeah. So John Mulaney or you yeah. know just like last night I watched Jezelnik, and yeah. so like I'll watch comedy over and over and over and the same thing with like Archer and Futurama I'll just put it on and then mm-hmm. it just washes over me yeah and then every now and then every now and then I'll hear a line you know they're like I know he's adorable and then I'll just go <laughs> and then fall asleep <laughs> Um, or like, good news, it's a good suppository, n- you know, then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I fall asleep. <laughs> Speaking of Gervais, did you know that Carl Pilkington has his own TV show or, or movie called Sick of It? Oh, it's a show, sorry, um, that he wrote, stars in, and directed. And that's new? I, it just, I, I just got sent it by a friend the other day, shout out to my buddy Chris for sending it to me. Because, you know, we we always loved, uh, um, you know, on the Gervais show, uh, yeah. you know, Carl, the, the, the amount they pick on Carl uh, brings us so much joy. Sure. Um, but, yeah, he's got this, this, this show called Sick of It that ran from 2018 to 2020. Uh, it's a tragic comedy following a middle-aged taxi driver. Oh, wow. And the voice inside his head as he attempts to move on from his ex-girlfriend. Right. And care for his auntie. Right. So, yeah, that's something Carl Pilkington wrote. I loved his travel show. Oh, yeah, the one where they forced him to go places he didn't yeah. want to go. <laughs> the one in yeah. India was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of them were great. And I mean, that, I know that they played it up. Yeah, of course but, they did. But uh, I think but it was, the travel show was fantastic. You know, that's the thing where, like, I feel like the new adventure piece of me, I do like to go new places and see new things. 
right? I mean, uh, and I've been very, very, very lax on that over the last few years, you know, due to, you know, well, just, the just world due to has. life. The do, just due to life, you know, even before, you know, the the pandemic that shall not be named the Voldemort of world events. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, I was not, yeah, and I've, I've actually already got on the books some some travel plans for 2024 that i'm very very excited about um you know one of my favorite shows is ewan mcgregor's uh long way series where they go around the world on motorcycles and it's just like i love that shit and i charlie charlie boomin yeah i love it Uh, um, i'm actually just picked up his 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 book about his uh coming back from his last really serious motorcycle accident and uh charlie boomin's i'm sorry i formed a, an incorrect sentence there where you didn't know who I was talking about. Um, but well, yeah. you're dangling a participle uh, there. You're dangling a participle. <laughs> past part of nipple. Um, as long but as you yeah, wear like, a skirt, no one will know. <laughs> uh, well, that's, uh, that's what they call it a kilt where I'm from. Hey. Um, hey um, But, like, the idea is, like, yes, I want to, but I, I also love to read new books, and I love to go on new adventures and, you know, and, and, and explore new things and, you know, so the, yeah, the the safety piece of of rewatching is one thing. You know, it's yeah. the same reason why on tour we'd always go to Starbucks because Starbucks was always the same. It was nice to have something that you're like, ah, and that works. Amen. Yeah. So I'm I'm dying to travel a lot more, but I got to tell you, every <laughs> oh. time I'm on Google Flights or whatever, and I'm like, yeah. kind of okay, I'm, I'm circling in on what I'm what we're gonna <laughs> do, where we're gonna go. Yeah. I'll switch over to Twitter, whatever the fuck they call it now, and I'll see one of these goddamn airline videos. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. crazy person standing up. That motherfucker is not real. All of that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh-huh. Or the guy that just opened the door and got on the he got on the, the wing. He opened the door, dude. On a plane. Or people just, you know, losing it, just screaming the Karens. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I just, and then I just, I close the Google Flights window. <laughs> I'm just like, well, yeah. I guess maybe not right now. I well, just, let me ask you this question. Because you have had the brain injury you have, why are you letting the fear of that shit get in the way of your adventures? Oh, it's not a fear. What is it? It's, it's that I don't want to spend money on having my trip wasted or ruined, having flights canceled and hotels overbooked. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's just different. I want <clears throat> I want as much of a sure thing when I go travel now. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, in your 20s, you're like, okay, everything fell apart. Who cares? We have 20 bucks. We're on the beach. Who cares? Like, <laughs> I kind of, my time is very fucking valuable. Yeah. The, the shit that I'm doing is very valuable. And mm-hmm. so I do not want... Canceled, canceled flights to where I'm sleeping in an airport, and everyone's like, oh, well, aren't you? You should be grateful. You're rich enough to have an airline ticket to fly tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I wanted to fly today to get in my hotel because I got two days before I go to Spain. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing that gets me. I'm not fearful of it. I don't I don't care about that kind I of stuff. I disagree. I think the, I, I'll I think, get up I think and you're... slap a motherfucker and be like, "Sit down, this is my vacation." <laughs> then why don't you do that in those in those moments? In those moments where you're like, "I don't want to sleep because in an airport." You go to jail do that now, dude. Well, that's like... fair. You don't want to. You're not actually going to slap someone. But my my, my no, I, I think I think my point stands here. Someone. You're letting somebody else's bullshit get in the way of your fun and adventure. Yeah, and I guess uh, you know. Okay, so someone told me they're like, "Okay, you're just seeing the one." 
that went off the rails, right? Yeah, like, that's fair. Or the, or the few that went off the rails, maybe two or three or whatever mm-hmm. in the week. And there are millions of flights. Yeah. And hundreds of trained, you know, millions you, you know, so like you'll, yeah, mm-hmm. your, your chances of running into that person. Yeah. Um, you know, not very great. Yeah. I mean, all I need to do is get to Europe and then I can get on a train and go fucking anywhere I want. Yeah. Or I can get myself a nice little motorcycle and I can go there too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Eurorail. Yep. I, yep. I absolutely want to do that. So I have a friend who went to, a, a, an internet friend, yeah. who just went to Abu Dhabi. Oh, wow. And saw Foo Fighters. Oh, how was that? So Foo that? Fighters were playing uh, for an F1 event, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, he was like, oh, I was like, so what's it like to travel to Abu Dhabi? And I was like, you yeah. know, is that is that difficult? And he's like, no, it was just, it was easy. But, like, to get there. It's actually very easy to get there. And the people there are very understandable that you're an American. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. pretty much understandable. However, I found this interesting. And I, you can look this up. But he told me about <laughs> it a few days ago. Um, they, this just happened. And then uh, Foo Fighters are going and basically spending all of December in Australia and New Year's and stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Dave Grohl had to put a sign up that said... Uh, let me get it right here. He basically had to put a sign up that was like, no cursing. Oh, shit. Uh, on, on the stage. Yeah. To remind himself can... not to curse on the stage because you could spend like a Go year to fucking in jail. jail. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I guess we're like, not going there. <laughs> yeah. And so I was asking him, dude, and he was like, so can you drink there? Can you whatever? He's like, yeah, yeah. There are places where you can. You've got to kind of know mm. where to go and what to do. He's like, but yeah, it's changing apparently. Um, but I don't know about that. I don't know about, I, I look at travel like sort of on tiers, yeah. like, uh, like a, a tier one, like tier three mm-hmm. is like basically, you know, all of us, mm-hmm. Mexico, Canada, yeah. throw in Hawaii there. Who goes kind to of Canada? Tier two is like deeper Europe. Yeah. Like kind of Eastern Bloc Europe. <laughs> the maybe. jungles Czech of Republic. Austria. Yeah, well, no, like Czech Republic and, and yeah. like getting getting close to war zones, like getting, yeah, you know, yeah, gotcha, like Croatia, okay. Bosnia, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Was it you and I were sending uh, photos back? Was it Croatia that has all those really fucking gorgeous beaches? Oh my god, Croatia looks so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Although a former CIA guy told me, do never if you're in Croatia, never take a favor from anyone. Ooh, because both sides. The U.S. and the Russians are trying to actively recruit people. Ooh. So they get you by like, hey, let me help you out with finding a place to live. Oh, no. Take the first month. It's free on me. By the way, it comes with a scooter. Uh, And before you know it, you're like $10,000 into them. Uh, Yeah. And then they're like, okay, here's the thing. Here's how you're going to pay us back. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, really? He's like, yeah, it's great. Just do not take favors from anyone. Go with a bunch of money. Have the money. But then wow. there's like tier one, mm-hmm. and I see that as like Middle East, uh, you know, Ooh. like sort of Korea mm-hmm. and yeah. like South Korea and, and Japan. Yeah. Like shit to where like I can't make out the language. Yeah. Yeah. Cyrillic, that kind of like, yeah. if I can't make out the language in the like sort of rough romantic language terms, yeah. then yeah, mm-hmm. I, then that's kind of a different tier. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Does that make uh, sense? All the travel I've done over the last 10 years has been work-related. So I've gone to, like, you know, I've been on tour. I've ended up in, I think I ended up in Mes- Mexico, Costa Rica, Jamaica, in a variety of other places just because, you know, got a gig down there, you know, yeah. in those areas. And it, but, I mean, that's, you're still on the, I, I've, I've got, you know, some, some friends who go and do these resort trips, you know, they're, you're, you have to pay for your flight, but once you get there, everything is included. You just have to play for two to four hours a day, or you play two hours twice a day. And I guess I'm just kind of over it. If I'm going to go on a fucking trip somewhere and enjoy myself, I don't want anybody telling me when I have to be somewhere to do something. At all. At, it just I'm at that point where I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, I might do it once a year if I want to, but no. If I'm going to travel to Mexico and I'm on a resort, I want to have paid for it and I want to enjoy everything and not be on anybody else's schedule but mine. Yeah, I agree. So... I yeah, agree. I've, I've, this is me rebelling against years and decades of abusive tour managers. <laughs> Get on the bus. I'm no. also, you know, the other thing that I've been looking at is that, like, because it's been so long since I've sort of traveled widely, mm-hmm. you know, to Europe and different places like that, that yeah. I do look at, like, the weather stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some friends, like, we, we talked about it earlier this year, that went to Lisbon and went to... Yeah, you know, went to Portugal, went to Spain, and it, went, and it was like right around these heat waves and floods. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm a little bit. It's not concerned, but you got to keep an eye out for that shit right yeah. now. Yeah, and not that we, I'm afraid of weather. Like if I go to if I go to Scotland, I hope it's raining. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I hope it's a little chilly in Ireland. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly. Like, it better be. But you know, there's people that just went to Iceland that are like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Okay, yeah. well, we can't stay here anymore. We have to leave, <laughs> yeah. you know, because volcanoes yeah. and highways yeah. breaking up and stuff. Yeah. And, and I will tell you, I have found the perfect trip. Okay. okay because it. I wanted to go. Oh, wait. Do you want to give it away to people or do you want to keep it to yourself so no, nobody I'm gonna fucking takes it from you? No, I'm going to give it away to people you. because hopefully okay. we'll get it sponsored. It is. <laughs> I, I want to do one of those Viking riverboat trips. Oh. I, I don't give a fuck about cruises, mm, okay? Not yeah. at all. Not interested at all. Maybe a rock cruise, whatever. But yeah. like the Rhine, there's mm. one. Like mm-hmm. Amsterdam down and it goes like near Paris or to Basel. Or yeah. there's also one that goes over to like Budapest and things yeah. like that. Do you did you hear that? Budapest? I did, I heard I'm that. It, I'm geez. still angry at you for your I'm just saying like this, <laughs> it's a slow boat to nowhere. Yeah. There are yeah. older people on it. I Please would tell love me. to hang out with some older people. No, oh, fantastic. And talk to them. Yes, absolutely. Everybody has to take a turn on the oars down in the cellar. Drink some Riesling <laughs> with them and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that what happened in the Second War? And, you know, that kind of shit. And like, do I know how to play Bajong? Are you kidding me? You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. But like not too many people. They st- It stops every night. It's not crazy. Yeah. Um, they all have balconies, and they go on no. little walking trips for like yeah. chocolates, and go see churches and th- oh, fantastic, oh, dude, yeah, you just yes. travel, yeah. Have I'm going to buy some New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> Should I start calling you Rand? Check my New Balance kicks out. Yeah, what's Nobody up, Harold? Me. Yeah, Harold. Um, <laughs> did you ever audition to play on cruise liners at all? Fuck yeah, yeah, I got did one. You- yeah, on I did too, but cruise. then I did, but then I didn't go do it because I didn't want to. And then after a series of t- uh, uh, amount of time, I realized I don't like boats. 
I like that. I don't like boats. I don't like boats like that. I, the, the idea no. being, I, I don't mind like a sunset cruise or, you know, like, you know, something that's moving in a reasonable place. Um, but, you know, the thought of going on a giant cruise liner, the ones I see with a roller coaster hanging off the side of it, <laughs> and, you know, like, I'm like, fuck that. No, thank you. It looks terrible to me. Yeah, and I've known people that are cruisers that love yeah. them, that love those. Uh, you, my my aunt, she was on one where the boat rolled over. Oh Jesus! Christ. And you know what they do? Oh, they give God. you they give you a free cruise. I'm oh, like, great. that's like yeah. getting that's like having <laughs> getting a steak and it has yeah. spit on it, and they're like, let us make you another one. I'm like, no, I don't no. want any food from you. Yeah, ever. You know, I, I don't. I, yeah. I'm done no. with cruises now. Like, yeah. you allowed the boat to roll. It was a huge storm. It was a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, fuck that. And mm-hmm. and the other thing is that, like, it's the disembarkment and getting yeah. there and they're, like, four hours and waiting and they lose your luggage and they always hit you with tips and extra money. Mm-hmm. And No. I, so I, I auditioned for, a, I believe it was Princess. Mm, and, okay. um, and I got it. Yeah. And I think it was going to be, like, 2000 bucks a week. Yeah. And so it was, go. like, That's really good, good money. money at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And a little, I was down in the Caribbean, Caribbean. And, um, and so I had to go to rehearsals. So yeah. we go to rehearsals. And I'm with this mm-hmm. huge group of people that's going to be like the show band. Yeah. And I was going to be a singer and play some guitar, but mostly singing. Yeah. And then they wanted me to do like a specialized, like sort of torch song set. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if, if there was going to be an off night or whatever, I would do mm-hmm. a few songs or whatever. Yeah. So go and do the rehearsals, going through them for like a week or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then a big influx of people came into rehearsal mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, hey, how, how are you guys doing? And they're like, yeah, we're from the last ship that that we were just on the ship and everything. Oh, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So we were all like, oh, my God. So you're doing what we were about. What you, well, you were just yeah. doing what we're about to do. Yes. So we all go out to like dinner and it is horror story after horror oh, story. No. Like yeah. where they put you is in the bottom of the bows. Like yeah. sewage is by where you are. Mm-hmm. There was a singer that she was like, <clears throat> I kind of lost my voice. Because there was this putrid smell all night. So she was like, I couldn't sing for like two days. And they wouldn't pay me. And you're stuck on the ship and you don't have credits per day. So you have a per diem. But if you screw it up, like you have no food, no drink, no nothing. Yeah. Um, And so just like it just became another horror story. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm out. And yeah. And by the way, none of them got paid what they were told they were getting paid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure it's different now. I'm sure it's just fine. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I've got some good friends that have done it. You know, I, our, our friend Trevor was a drummer on a cruise forever. Yeah. And uh, he has some amazing stories and some horror stories. So, I mean, I think it's probably middling at this point. But, yeah. um, oh, gosh, I just the thought of doing that at this point in my life just does not. <laughs> I've already done this shit. I don't want to fucking do it anymore. And you're not allowed to go into a bunch of the places. Like, yeah, like you have to stay on the boat. Because you're the hired help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that, that part I was like, oh, well, you get a free cruise out of it. Mm, not really. Nah, nah, you can basically really. be in the theater room. Yeah. You know, the little burger palace or your little <laughs> shitty your burger little palace, shitty which place. is all you can afford on your per diem. Yeah, it didn't didn't sound great. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've chosen wisely. I think things are going well where we are right now. I think so. I yeah. think so. There's tequila and tacos all around us at all times. So we're good. That's very I true. consider that a win. All right. Tequila over there right now. 
Nice. Um, Are you tequila yeah. in you right now? No, no, no. no oh, well, not yet. Man, I consider that a missed opportunity. Not yet, uh, but soon. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> oh, he's a working Whoa. on a something. Mm, he's a, <laughs> working on it. He's a leveling hey, up for a you real get juicy your Spotify hangover. Spotify wrapped? I did, and I did not enjoy it. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's so stupid. Um, the Spotify, the top artist of the year, uh, ready for the drum roll? <laughs> Ding! Taylor Swift. I'm not shocked. Most streamed artist, uh, probably <laughs> getting close to all time, probably now. Yep. But oh, man. 26 billion streams since to, uh, January 1st. Should we do the math on 26 billion streams? Sure, hold on. I got million. I got to do I got to turn my my uh <laughs> my phone sideways. Yeah, you do or you're going to get that Eve 3B thing. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. Uh, how much? 104 million 104. I got it at 117 million. That's at 0.04. That's point oh four five. Yeah, I I, like I was I went high. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There you go. That's what I think. I, that's, I, that's a lot of things. Yeah, I think I one time I did the numbers for Billie Eilish and her streams when she cracked some billions, and yeah. uh, uh, you know, like just did the the breakdown of like, yeah, please remember that not all of that money goes to Billie Eilish. It goes, you know, it gets split amongst you know. Let's say uh, yeah. it for the folks in the back. Spotify uh, does not pay artists. Spotify yeah, thank you. pays labels and publishers, mm-hmm. as well as some PROs. Yeah. And, and then so, the artists have the deals are, with the labels, and that's what decides how much money you're getting. And you so sound so deflated. It's because you're, I see this argument every day, yeah. and I'm like, you know, you guys, there's Google. You guys. You guys. Oh, my God. You guys. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, but songwriting-wise, yeah. publishing-wise, yeah. you take 15% of that. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's great. And that's pretty good. But she has new deals in place. Yeah, depending on the and, yeah, depending on the, the the label deal, you may yeah, you most likely don't own the master. And, you know, I just I'm, like I'm not going to turn this into another Taylor Swift show. But like, yeah. the movie is coming to streaming yeah. December in mm-hmm. December uh, for her birthday, and it's going to be for rental, probably it, for sale. It's going to be um, fucking huge numbers yeah, on she, that. It's going to be did, insane. I think she did. Um, what was the box office on the movie, the Eras um, Tour movie? Yeah, because I think it was something like two hundred and fifty million. I think she's done. Well, let's see. I'm on IMDb right now. Are you? Do you have Mojo? Uh, oh no, I didn't do box office Mojo. Uh, opening weekend, ninety two million eight hundred thousand dollars in the U.S. Good. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> gross uh, worldwide gross two hundred and fifty million dollars. Okay, yeah, two fifty. Um, yeah, I mean two fifty, and yeah. she self distributed it. Yeah, so she Inter- gets a far bigger cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now Jeez. for Christmas, it's going to be streaming. She's going to make the money on that. So yeah. like you know, you can watch the the tour that you. Went and saw on the tour, yeah. and that you saw in the theater. And by the way, like, 180 million of that was domestic, right? So most of that is the United States. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's 
Bananas. I don't think I think that had to do with distribution on like where it was worldwide. Yeah, maybe well, UK's because next. Because now in she's Australia. going on the global side. She just did South America. Yeah, she'll be doing Europe, yeah. and so like yeah, then then she'll release that. <laughs> in yeah, South, in South America. In yeah, Europe. but I was I was but reading. Then it's so- gonna, I here's what I hear. This is the reason why I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. So it's going to do the run through Christmas probably to try to get you know any Swifties to buy it. Um, you know, on Comcast or whatever to stream it or to rent it. But I hear that there is a bidding war going on between Apple TV and Netflix mm-hmm. and that one of the deals on the table yeah. is, is Netflix is basically saying, if you bring it to us, mm-hmm. we'll give you $20 million for everything you that is base minimum for everything you do with us for the next five years. Wow. And you get it back. So Eras goes on Netflix, 20 million at, at least. Then just depends on what the box office numbers end up being, what the streaming numbers end up being. But wow. 20 million base. And then like next year, if you do another movie, and next mm-hmm. year, if you do another movie, and next year, like she could have that deal. Yeah. Apple wants to basically just, you know, straight off take the movie. Mm-hmm. But Netflix wants to lock her into anything she releases for five years because they think they can get 10 million new subscribers. Wow. Yeah. Do the math on that. Which is $100 million. $100 million, yeah. That's I mean, at the not base. Net, that, but ba- in revenue, at least. That's base price. Yeah, base. Like yeah. so, if the numbers go higher, she can mm-hmm. end up getting forty or fifty million. But it would make sense for Netflix to do it. It's a crazy deal, but it would That's make insane. sense because, yeah. like, the Swifties would watch it all the mm-hmm. time, and then the yeah. next one they would keep the subscription, mm-hmm. knowing that the next thing the next she one's does coming, in two yeah. years, because there's mm-hmm. going to be a reputation thing that happens eventually. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, it's um. I I was like, oh, that's quite yeah. a deal. Yeah, that's no quite a deal. Which I mean, it's hilarious though. Like mm-hmm. she's made whatever something well, well over a billion dollars this year on this. Yeah, this thing. Yeah, on eras, and so, yeah. and she will continue to as she does the re-records. So. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like you know, so it's like twenty million. Her team must be like, okay, that's a nice starting point. <laughs> you know, you, that's but your, what that's it's doing is it's putting pressure on Apple. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Apple wants a documentary. Another oh, documentary. yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good yeah. point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how many, I don't know if it would drive that many subs. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Wherever she goes, people follow. So The thing I like about this discussion is, especially for if you are an artist and you get, I mean, we've, we've both been handed, not $20 million deals, but deals that are, that immediately on the surface look like one thing. But if you play it out over a period of time, you're like, yeah. it's not really worth it. So, I mean, the thing I like about conversations like this is I don't, as much as I love existing in the moment and being present in the present, that's why it's called the present because it's a gift. Um, just shoot me now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He just threw up all over his microphone. Um, you know, there's, you have, you want to think about, you know, like the future too. Like think five years, 10 years down the road if you're a musician. I think I told you I was having a, I got a call from a, fr- a friend of mine in Nashville, and he had a, he wanted to ask me about a band that I'd produced earlier this year, or maybe late last year. And he's like, I really like this this song. I've got somebody that's interested 
in working it and licensing it and, you know, placing it somewhere, uh, do they have their shit together? And I had to say no. No. And it's not because I didn't say, join a PRO, fill out a split sheet. I'm banging on things vehemently with the, you know, just bare bones. Give me a split sheet. Get me, get, get it registered with BMI that's now owned by, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just do the bare bones stuff so that they know you've got your shit together and you can actually, you know, maybe do something with this song. I got, I even then went back to the band a year later and said, hey, get your shit together. I got this guy over here. And guess what? Guess what? I'm just going to get, I'm going to let you guess. I can already tell by the look on your face, you know exactly what the <laughs> response is here, which is they didn't do a fucking thing. Oh, we'll get to that. They they just you no know, yeah we'll get to it and it's like no this have, just do it now do it now do it now then you don't have to do it later and once you start getting used to doing that consistently yeah then you've already it's already taken care of it's already taken care of you're just it just happens you, you just is, do it it takes like three minutes it's just amazing to me I've always kind of said that there's there's like three things that every artist band mm-hmm. whatever you call yourself it took us an hour to get to music business but i'm really must proud of it, actually by the way. do <laughs> one yeah. you have to have all of your files mm-hmm. and that means separated vocals instrumentals as well mm-hmm. as the master of the singles and all of that yeah you, you must do that every time you record you just have to have that right mm-hmm. yeah. and along with that comes lyrics and tempo and all the rest of the kind of crap that, yeah. you, that you need for that but though that's the minimum there that's on the master side yeah you must have your songs registered for in a pro you don't necessarily need to do a copyright registration but yeah. you have to have that side right bare minimum yeah and then the third one is an llc for yeah. me to write you a million dollar check yep if you don't have those things, mm-hmm. that there is no million dollar check. Yeah, yeah, and it, it has- won't be a million dollars. And it, like you'll just not never get there. Mm-hmm. Every single producer or artist I've dealt with big deals on that finally get them over the 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 finish line. Those are the three things. There yeah. are a hundred other things you probably need mm-hmm. to make that deal more available to you. Yeah. But to actually get one of the things that you want, a brand mm-hmm. activation, a co-licensing thing with a label, a publishing deal, uh, you know, sync, what, those are the three things you need. That's it. How do you yeah. get those three things into play? And, and you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Like if you don't have an LLC for me to write you a check to, I'm telling you there was a guy at Warner that just would there was a guy that was getting into a deal at Warner and mm-hmm. he was like, I won't fucking do a business. I'm not gonna do an LLC because I don't believe in corporations. And Warner's like, I am not writing you a fucking check. Yeah. Not writing you a check. We mm-hmm. need to have a deal with a mm-hmm. company. Yeah. Because yeah. there's there's ownership involved. If you yeah. die, yeah, that means it goes away with you. If you die and there's an LLC, I get mm-hmm. a piece. Like there's yeah. you know, it's yeah, it's and the same it's reason that when I'm working with a a, a music, if I hire a musician for an event, I my company does a deal with their company to hire them for their skills. I don't hire yeah. the individual; I hire their company to provide me with a drummer, guitar player, Zydeco expert, clarinetist. <laughs> Zydeco. Right? Yeah, you're welcome. Not to mention, you're <laughs> fucked on your own taxes if you don't oh, do yeah. it right. Just give yourself give yourself some protection. 
Oh my God! So yes, those three things. Those three things. Those three things is what you need: separated uh, masters files, yeah. register yep. your songs with the PRO. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know avenues you have to reach before you get to that. You got to be working with a producer and know how to output those things. Mm-hmm. You got to be signed up with one of the PROs and know what the fuck you're doing there. I get yeah. it. And you got to you know have fifty bucks yeah. in a bank account. To do yeah. an LLC, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And but, then I mean, there's with the LLC, there's a couple other conversations. Absolutely. You know, there yeah. and and depending on what state you live in, um, the cost of the LLC, of forming the LLC, are can be a a, a little silly. Or country, yes, yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, it might be an LLP or an LLP, LTD. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, or, we'll yeah, see but, ourselves out. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you want thank you, folks. Good night. Yeah, well, see you later. Uh, let's. Uh, There's your music business minute. Yeah, yeah, your music. Okay, go fuck yourself. There's go some music businesses. <laughs> uh, shall we sing? sing? Sing of the week. And week is spelled W E A K this week. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a poor week. It's no. I mean, well, oh. I mean, we we are we are in that what uh, what. Uh, Doug uh, Benson calls lovingly calls the holiday taint that spot between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I think actually he usually refers that as that as between Christmas and New Year's. But very classy. I love the, I love the term holiday taint. <laughs> it's not Christmas. It's not. Thanksgiving. I love that week between Christmas and New Year's. I oh, do. me too. I love I it. Do it is the Twilight Zone. No oh, one knows what they're right. doing. No one knows oh, where no. they are. What no day it is. No one knows. You just yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can't help it. You have yep. to sing that riff. Um, congratulations to Josh Homme on being uh, uh, cancer free. Well done. Yes. Yeah, Very anyway. nice. Um, do you want to go first? Way to get rid of sink? that bitch. Oh, stop it. Okay. There is a. There, that is. That, uh, that is. That if that Josh is, is listening, he understood that. Yeah, but okay, everybody um, else is furious at you. We love her kids. Okay. <laughs> You go first. <laughs> Shit. You're in big trouble now. I am totally in big trouble. <laughs> You're always in big trouble. I love it. Oh, the Take a risk. Take a fucking chance. You believe a Capricorn gave their life for you. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. I'm a Capricorn. Sink How dare you? Week. Yeah, I know, but you wouldn't. Your brand. <laughs> you know what your brand is? Selfishness. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> I'm dying a little inside. <laughs> you should. Astrology's not real except when it is. All right. Uh, sink of the week. I'll go first, <laughs> Stu. <laughs> <laughs> While well, you're over selfishly well. laughing at Capricorns. <laughs> but the cancer will take the lead here and then also make sure everyone knows about it like a fucking martyr. All right. Michael's <laughs> sink of the week. I'll be over here. I'm over there on the uh on the old HBO mm. on the Max. Mm-hmm. Don't call it that. Don't on call the it HBO. That. Yeah, thank you. Um Hobo. Anyway, Hubba. Julia is back. Ooh. About Julia Child. Oh, Season two is out. Um, David Hyde Pierce is in this as well. Excellent. I don't don't want that to go unseen. Uh, Season two, episode three. There is a song when they uh, arrive back in Paris. They get back in Paris. And um, by the way, if you like Julia Child, if you like, I don't know, 60s kind of shows that that run a Mm -hmm. little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's just a delight to watch. Oh, it I is love it. Beautifully shot. 
It's a little emotional. Um, no, and good. it's um, it. But it's something that's like sort of behind the scenes of a legend and, and like what actually happened yeah. with her show, with her her life with the amazing people she met and touched that touched her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. touching me touching oh, how you. dare you how dare okay, you but here it is the uh yep. the sink is <laughs> the poor people of paris by le baxter i think mm-hmm. it's actually less baxter <laughs> um, <laughs> Oops, but because is but it's the poor people of Paris, and it is a fantastic <laughs> song and fantastic music supervision by Jonathan Leahy. Um, oh, nice. it, it always amazes me to be able to pull like older songs that match the scene of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never had the honor to do music supervision like that. And so I'm always uh, floored when they do it right. So yeah. Julia season two is out HBO max, max, wherever you get that. And uh, the poor people of Paris music supervisor, Jonathan Leahy. Well done. Well done. Oh, thank you so much. Stu. No, um, uh, mine is pretty dumb. Mine, <laughs> mine, mine, um, and, and in, in that I am, uh, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I like my superhero movies and I am, uh, gleefully consuming every movie that's contributing to the demise of the DC extended universe. <laughs> and so I recently, uh, I'm watched, enough of a geek to know that that's a thing. Yes. Um, I, I am, I, I enjoyed, uh, the blue beetle, uh, film. Wow. On, on, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a deep I, dive. No, it's well, it's a deep dive for, you know, anybody who hasn't read those comic books, but it was a, it was a big budget action spectacular. Uh George Lopez is in it and he's fucking great in it. Everything everybody else is fine. Um uh it's it's silly. Uh the thing I do like anything that you know kind of expands on a, a culture that doesn't look like mine I'm into, which is why I liked Ms. Marvel on, you know, Disney Plus and I liked I like that kind of vibe. My people um, <laughs> yep. So it's, you know, like I like things that like, so, you know, this is kind of expanding on a kind of a, a fictional uh, version of, you know, Hispanic culture. Um, and it's uh, it's it's very fun. But the of course, of course, there's a big old action montage at the at the end of the movie. Big old action scene, big old, you know, monstrous robot thing, you know, blasting through a castle, you know, shooting all the bad guys and the song that is playing underneath all of that is kickstart my heart by fucking motley crew and you know the second it comes on of course immediately my heart rate goes up and i'm ready to party and i'm in yeah they they kicked in on the the mick mars dive bombs in the beginning and it just kicks in and there's just and you know somebody makes an ironic comment uh you know an aside and uh they pull on the triggers and the guns go crazy and it's yeah and you're just like, oh, I'm so fucking happy right now. Um, so that 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 brought me great joy. The movie is fine. It's it's entertaining. It I you know, uh, but that is a uh, according to the internet's season Kent, the supervisor on that film. Oh, very through nice. DC. I'm, cu- I'm curious to see what uh, what happens now that James Gunn is uh, is wielding his mighty hammer uh, for DC films. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, that that scene was enjoyable. As I said, the movie's fine, entertaining. You know, big and dumb and explosive, fun cultural references. George Lopez is hilarious in it. So carry on, everyone. Fantastic. 
And also, just so all of you young artists understand, Motley Crue doesn't make a dime off of that placement because they've already sold their catalog to BMG. Thank you. That's right. Good night, everybody. But they already made their money, so who cares? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I love Kickstart My Heart. It's a great song. Me too. Kickstart My Heart. Yeah. <laughs> now we have to find the video of uh, Vince Neil not singing that well, just for hilarity purposes. It is the time of the year where they have the snow monster. Oh, they have the, Vince, the, the Yeti, yes. Yes, the Yeti, the, that, that Vince Neil. And you're like, fuck, you guys stop sending this to me. <laughs> I, every time I see it, it warms my heart, and I love it. It makes me giggle, yeah. Totally. Um, but Vin- and Vince Neil is really upset. He's crying himself to sleep in his Porsche. Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, you know, sir- and- what's the line from uh, The Simpsons? Rainier, how do you sleep at night on a large bed of money surrounded by beautiful women? <laughs> <laughs> so that's Vince that. Neil for you. Rock anyway. and roll. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. Hey, everybody, make sure to check out StuMillerMusic.com. Mm. Stu Miller Music. That's two L's in Miller. Yeah, two Stu L's. StuMillerMusic.com. Few sales still left. He's got some uh, openings. I have one many. spot. One, one spot. spot left in the music mentorship. Uno right spot, now. and it's a wet one. Yeah. He's it's got a- one left for you. Come and get <laughs> one it. One wet spot. <laughs> Remember to rate and subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. Give us five stars if you can. Leave a hilarious comment on that Apple podcast. You can find us anywhere where you find people. Two Shots Music Pod. It's really easy. Two Shots Music Pod. The number or, two, not T-W-O. The number two. Two Shots Music Pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us ridiculous questions or comments, yeah. we've, we've got a couple that are backlogged, and we'll be into those. But you know, right now we're still recovering from this holiday taint, which is not really a holiday taint. Honestly, we're just talking. We really, yeah. whatever, you know. If you saying. like it, cool. If you don't, we're not even sure if this is a music fine. podcast anymore. Not even sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, you know, modern Sometimes it's a cat podcast. Sometimes it's (laughs) (laughs) This one was a travel one. Yeah. Anyway, we hope you have a fantastic week. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Write Uh, a great song. Springer, we love you. And also, uh, we'll write a great song. Please Please. write a great song. The world needs it. You need it. Mm -hmm. I do. And And until we talk to you next time, we love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.